You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Road Dance for Black and White Sports. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And as always, guys, thanks, guys and gals, for watching our channel and supporting us. Let's get to this. I saw this a couple of days ago. I've been meaning to get around to it, but it's about Brittany Griner. It's about her case, and it's from a Penn State law professor. And I find this very interesting. He does have a specialty in Russian law, by the way. And he points out one key thing as to why Brittany Griner's case was extremely hard to deal with from the U.S. perspective, and that is the fact that she was guilty. Yeah, guilty of breaking the law in Russia. And and he points out, because Brittany Griner has not come out and in-depthly described her side of the story, okay, there's some questions that there's one thing in here that very much insinuates and says she may have broken a U.S. law here. Okay. Um, so let's get to this and uh, we'll kind of skip around a little bit, but you get the point. Uh, the release of Russian from Russian prison of WNBA star Brittany Griner has been greeted with general delight in the United States. Has it? And I would say half of everybody is pretty unhappy right now. Not with so much the fact that she came home as what we did to get her back home. Okay? And the fact that Paul Whelan is still rotting away in a Russian penal colony right now. Announcing the deal that saw her free on December 8th, President Joe Biden lauded the painstaking and intense negotiations that made it happen. Others may have legitimate concerns over the equivalence of the exchange, which saw convicted arms merchant Victor Bout returned to Russia. A longtime scholar of Russian law, I believe the episode prompts reflection on the application of Russian law in Griner's case and more broadly consideration about such exchanges in general. The problem American negotiators face in such situations is matters whether the U.S. citizen is guilty of committing the crime alleged under foreign law or whether there is a miscarriage of justice, incompetent investigation, or prosecution, or false accusation. And here's the thing. He points something out very important here. Um, her, her sentencing was not nearly uh, over the top as you might think it was. People saw nine years and thought, what the hell? But do you know for her violation of crime in Russia, it carries a minimum of a five-year sentence right off the bat? Do not pass go. You're getting five years. Okay, and they gave her nine. And it could go all the way up from there. So they actually gave her a very, very middle-of-the-road sentence in Russia, believe it or not. And from this perspective, the Griner case was difficult. What he means by that is she was guilty. She admitted committing a crime. Now, this is where we get to a very, very interesting point. Griner has yet to give a full account of her story. But the available facts suggest that she legally acquired... In the U.S., the vape cartridges containing cannabis oil under a physician's recommendation, but not prescription. She then 
probably illegally under federal law. We're talking here, folks. She then probably illegally under federal law carried them across state lines to New York. So she may have broke federal law carrying these same very same vape cartridges that she got in trouble for in Russia. She could have very well got in trouble for here. Okay? Carried them across state lines to New York where vaping cartridges are sold but cannot be carried to states where they are not legal. Very interesting. From there, the question becomes classic law school examination issues. Did Griner violate a zero-tolerance Russian legislation on narcotics when she boarded a Russian aircraft in New York? Unless, of course, she flew Delta as the only U.S. carrier that goes direct. Or was the law broken when the aircraft entered Russian airspace? Or touched down in Moscow? Or perhaps when the passengers disembarked at the airport when Griner passed through passport control. And this is where it also gets very interesting. When the basketball star chose the Green Customs Channel at the airport, instead of declaring what she had in the Red Channel and was found out by a drug-sniffing dog policing the Green Channel, and this whole time, nobody ever brought that up, okay? I don't know how we missed it, but a drug dog caught this thing, which is shocking. Uh, I did not know that. So a drug dog sniffed this out over in Russia. These were all possibilities, but the, dr- the green channel is incontrovertible. Accusations of possession and smuggling of narcotics under Russian criminal law require a proof of direct intent. And the individual knew or should have known what act they were performing. In this case, passing through the green channel with nothing to declare while carrying a con- controlled substance was con- would constitute direct intent. Okay? In other words, if she'd have went through the red channel and said, look, I'm going through the red channel. I've got vape cartridges with cannabis oil on me. Let me take them out of my bag. Here they are they would have probably just taken them away from her and she would have went about her day. But what they're saying here is because she wanted to go through the green channel, she may have screwed herself because they're essentially saying you were looking to smuggle them into the country and not get caught. So you get it. She didn't want to lose her vape cartridges with cannabis oil in it. It's kind of where this is all going. That, as Griner said, she did not intend to commit a crime when she packed the vape cartridges in her hand luggage was immaterial. The question was whether she entered the Green Custom Channel with intent. The choice she made was to not declare the cartridges. Had she done so, the cartridges likely would have been confiscated but no offense committed. You see the bigger deal? If she'd have went through the red channel, yeah, she would have lost her cartridges and her cannabis oil. But they would have just taken them away from her and called it no offense because she would have declared, oh, crap, I've got this with me. Here it is. Let me take it out. Blah, blah, blah. Let's not bring it through customs. 
and you see where we're going here. Under Russian law and also that of the U.S., direct intent was present. What she did was, from her government standpoint, at best careless and thoughtless. Moreover, it exposed the United States in the end to an unwelcome scenario of exchanges at a most difficult time in international community. community. The personal cost of Griner were not insignificant. It likely cost her a lucrative contract, a criminal conviction, and some nine or so months in custody. Wow. I mean, that's crazy. Russian law, just as many jurisdictions, including many American states, does not recognize medical uses of marijuana. Griner had been traveling to Russia for eight years and would have expected to have known this. Okay, so that's that's where we'll start, stop. But I found all of this very interesting. Very interesting because, number one, he's saying there could have been a law broken here in the United States for carrying the vape cartridges state to state, which is a federal issue. Of course, nobody's going to prosecute her over this. I double dog dare you. I mean, at this point, let's be real. I mean, the wokes would be coming after whoever tried to do it with full force. And then, of course, everybody would look like a fool because you just gave up the merchant of death to get a basketball player back as if that doesn't look foolish enough. Um, And then the other thing is she showed intent by not just going through the red line proactively pulling out the, the the cartridges and saying, oops, I got this on me. I don't want to bring them in, turn them over, and no harm, no foul. The law professor here is saying they would have been confiscated. She wouldn't have gotten them, but they wouldn't have charged her with a criminal offense either in, in all very likelihood. But the fact that she chose to go through the green line and act like, Nothing's going on. I'm just going to slip through here. It it red flagged it because there's direct intent to get them into the country. Found this very interesting. Peeling back the curtain, and, and this law professor came out and said, what made this so difficult to the United States was the fact that she was guilty by Russian law, which is something that has less left us baffled because Mark Fogle, who's in America in Russia Russia right now, who's been nailed on marijuana, medical marijuana, is not labeled wrongfully detained, but Brittany Griner was. One guess as to why that is, but you can look at all the miscellaneous Democratic leftist boxes Brittany Griner checks. I'm black, I'm woman, I'm lesbian. You get it. This became... This became a social justice cause, or Paul Whelan would be with his family right now. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.